Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour. Jimmy B and Trent, we continue all the way until 3 today. Uh, We're going to uh, do some Cubs baseball. Trent and I were all over it earlier. Uh, We'll do some Big Ten football. We'll cover a lot of different things with Seth Gruen uh, from Bleacher Report. He comes to us, of course, on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Always a good day when Seth says hello to us, which he's going to do right now. Hi, Seth. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing great, pal. Uh, let's start first. You want to do uh, some Major League Baseball with him first, Trent? Let's do that. Uh, let's start with the Cubs and how putrid they are as we speak. A team with all of that talent. Look, I get it. You still got the second half of the season to play. And I understand. But this has been a very shabby performance from the defending World Series champions. Look, absolutely. I think it's the surprise of this baseball season. That and how poorly the Rangers have played, who I thought would be major, major contenders in the ALS. I thought they were the team to beat out there. But as far as the Cubs are concerned, I I think they are deficient in every single area when compared to last season when they won the World Series. Now, there are a few things that you couldn't have expected. I don't think you could have expected their defense to be as good uh, as it was last year. Analytically speaking, it was the best defense in the history of the game. Uh, but I, I don't think that you could have expected the hitting to be as poor as it has been. The strikeout numbers are, are high. They're not hitting as many out of the park. Kyle Schwarber obviously has had his struggles. And the starting pitching. Look, here again, their starting staff had an ERA under three. Only the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the only team to have done that uh, since 2000. So I think you, you would expect the starting pitching to be a little bit worse, but not, not fall off to the degree that it has. And at the end of the day, guys, this game is about starting pitching because great starting pitching can keep you within a swing uh, of every single baseball game. And I think uh, when you have a circumstance like we saw yesterday when I think they gave up 10 first-inning runs, right. you know, you, you, you can't expect your bats to hit at that kind of clip night in and night out. Do I, think, do I believe the Cubs have the talent to win those types of games? Absolutely. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you're not pitching well, you're just not going to win. You're going you're gonna to play 500 baseball, which is what the Cubs have done to date. It's been up and down, inconsistent all year. And, Seth, uh, the next step is figuring out what can be done to fix things. It doesn't seem like it is a small tweak that needs to happen. It seems to be you know, there, there's some bigger issues that are out there. If you get the end of Jed and Theo and they say, Seth Gruen, Help us out here. What are you coming to? What's the blueprint to get this thing fixed up and changed by July 31st? Well, I think ultimately the, the major fix is internal. I agree with what Theo Epstein said. I, I don't think they're a player away necessarily. I, I've said this before, um, that I believe when you look up and down a lineup, the most important uh, position hitting-wise is that first position. And when you look at the history of the Cubs, whether you talk about 1998 uh, when Lance Johnson was leading off for 2003 when they made that trade for Kenny Lofton, mm-hmm. or last season when they had Dexter Fowler, who I know isn't playing as well this year, those are all bona fide leadoff hitters when you examine those eras. And it's really, really difficult to find a guy who's a true leadoff hitter. I know that Jim Leland, for example, has been able to get around that by leading off with power, guys like Curtis, Curtis Granderson and Barry Bonds. But 
you know, those two guys are, are typically, or at least in their primes, were, were disciplined hitters and, and had good plate coverage. And leading off with Kyle Schwarber, I, I don't think is the answer. So, I, I to me, that's, that's the biggest fix. Now, long-term, they're going to need to get some controllable starting pitching, which means that they might need to be willing to part with Eloy Jimenez. He's the number eight prospect in baseball right now. I know that they're less willing to do that, especially with the struggles that Kyle Schwarber has gone through. He kind of represents an insurance policy if, if Schwarber isn't able to reach the potential that the organization sort of has set for him. But at the end of the day, it's got to be an internal fix. You, you, can't, you couldn't go out and, and get a single player, like a Bryce Harper, not that he's available, but I'm talking about you couldn't get the greatest players in the game and expect them to fix what's ailing the Cubs right now. We're having a conversation right now with Seth Gruen on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Milwaukee says they're going to be buyers. Are they going to spend a lot of money, or are they just going to try to piecemeal a little bit here and a little bit there just to try to maintain their lead in the Central Division of the National League? Yeah, I think Milwaukee has to definitely toe the line, and and I don't think there's a general manager in baseball I trust right now more than David Stearns, who's done just an incredible job building up that farm system. And obviously that organization is far ahead of where I, I think if you ask them where they even believe they would be uh, internally this season. Uh, that division's very weak, obviously. Milwaukee has right now as good a chance as any team to go out and win that division. And that means that they probably will add, and they certainly have the prospects to deal. But I think they have to be careful not to mortgage their long-term future because they're one of the they're on the short list of, of these teams you know the Yankees I still count the Cubs the Red Sox uh you know the Rangers even to a degree of teams that are really set for the next 10 years obviously the Rangers and the Cubs have some tweaking to do this year but I think you also have to remind yourself if you're the Brewers that this Cubs team, Cubs team it, it is talented uh Jimmy and at the end of the day they can flip a switch at any time I'm not saying it's going to happen and I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that sort of optimistic perspective that's uh, permeated that clubhouse and, and, you know, the message they're trying to send. But but from the perspective of an opposition, you have to recognize that that team at any point could go off and and overtake what is a very weak division. So, you know, David Stearns is a great analytical guy. Uh, He was part of that Astros organization and helped build up that farm system. And I have no doubt that he'll make the correct decision, but I expect them to be cautious buyers. Uh, upcoming at the trade deadline. Well, and as you kind of look at the Brewers and the way that they've gone this year, there isn't anything glaring offensively that they need, no position that you look at and is an absolute black hole. So then you start to get into, you know, what they need with the staff and Chase Anderson, he's going to be back here in what, probably another three weeks, something along those lines. There's an upgrade or two to be had certainly there, and I think uh, the middle of the bullpen could need some help. But overall, this isn't a team that you look at that has a bunch of holes that they need to plug either. No, and look, typically when a team is leading the division, you don't, you're unable to see those holes. I think what they're looking at probably is putting together the type of team that can make a run in October. Uh, they're five and a half games ahead in the division. Now, look, that's a couple of weeks of baseball. They play poorly for a couple of weeks, and the Cubs play well. The division could look very, very different. But it's a nice lead at this time of year, and and I would say – if you're the Brewers, some of the upgrades that you mentioned, particularly amongst uh, the pitching staff, could prove key in October. We saw what, what bullpen additions can do, and I think that we're in an era now where, where bullpens are valued more than ever. 
Um, look at the two teams that played for the World Series. The Cubs added Araldus Chapman. Now, obviously, he didn't pitch well in Game 7, but he was used to a, a very, very large extent throughout the playoffs, and, and it could be argued that he was one of the key factors in helping them win that World Series. And then the Indians with the addition of Andrew Miller, uh, and he was the MVP of the ALDS and whatnot. So uh, I definitely think that that's going to be an area of concentration for the Brewers, and that doesn't come cheap, but it, like I said a minute ago, they have the prospects to uh, go out and be competitive for the top arms. Seth, you have two teams that have won 60 games or more already. Houston with 60. Los Angeles Dodgers uh, have won six in a row. They have won 61. That just doesn't happen uh, uh, in everyday baseball life. What's going on here? That's close to 700 baseball. Yes. Look, you know, I I think I'll, I'll speak on the Astros. I think that this is actually closer to where you expected them to be as a team last year. Um, But they were hurt mainly by the fact that Dallas Keuchel just didn't look like the Dallas Keuchel uh, of old. Now, all that said, uh, you know, with both of these teams, particularly with the the Dodgers are are pitching better than anybody in baseball right now, and I think that's really the reason why we've seen them win at nearly a 700 clip, which is very, very difficult to sustain, obviously. Um, But but the the Astros, too, are, are... are, are pitching better than they did last year. Uh, I think they're top five in ERA. So, you know, th- th- at the end of the day, I think this season, when you look at the teams that are struggling, when you look at the teams that are sort of dominating their divisions, the Astros and the Dodgers, and then, you know, you look at the teams that are surprisingly bad, this season's a study on what great pitching can do for you and how important it is and, and just how Hitting is, is, is almost secondary in this game because uh, the Dodgers and the Astros have just pitched extremely well, and they're in almost every baseball game, and that's why they find themselves uh, top, uh, top Major League Baseball right now. To the north and to the Minnesota Twins, Friday night I'm watching the Twinkies. They're down 6 nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm cursing at the TV. <laughs> and then uh, they pop up on Fox Sports North. The Twins have agreed to terms. With big fat Bartolo Colon, <laughs> big sexy. All of a sudden, they score nine straight. They win the game. Everything's coming up Twinkies, though they lose both games over the weekend. Uh, Bartolo Colon, can he recapture a little something for the Twins, or is this going to be a couple starts and uh, that'll be out out of the big fat one? Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of some of the types of moves that that the White Sox have made recent or in, in recent history. I guess Ken Griffey Jr. Manny Ramirez, I think they're hoping that he could maybe recapture some of that magic. Uh, you know, when you look at Bartolo Colon, I think you still see the talent. You see, you know, the player that can carry a team over the course of 162-game season. Not necessarily, but baseball, as we know, guys, is about streaks. You know, a team doesn't yeah. play consistent, you know, 600 baseball or 500 baseball over the course of the season. It's, it's a compilation of streaks. So that said, do I think that uh, – you know, he, he's able to, uh, you know, carry the team for a couple, couple, uh, couple of months with some good play, sure. But what's he right now? You know, 43. And they sent him to Rochester, AAA. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a flyer. But, um, you know, we've seen guys uh, sort of recapture some of that magic. But uh, I, I don't expect him to... Uh, to really be a guy who's you know going to start 15 games for you. Okay, then let's go to the team to the south, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, once they got the 500, and it took them almost the entire first half, but they're there, uh, a game above 500, three and a half out. 
are they buying or are they going to end up sellers eventually? Well, I think the worst thing you could do with the trade deadline is nothing, obviously, okay. which, which really makes this decision very, very difficult, especially with the second wild card. Uh, and I think they're only a game back mm-hmm. um, in terms of the wild card. But if you're Kansas City, you got to be very, very careful because I still think Cleveland's a class of the division, and I don't see anyone else winning it. Uh, Trent, I know that the Twins are, are right on their heels, but at the end of the day, I think that team is so much more overwhelmingly talented than the rest of the division that I think they'll pull away. Ultimately, I would expect, and we've still got, they've still got a little time to decide here, but I would expect Kansas City to err more towards the side of selling. Makes sense. It makes sense. And, and still the two weeks uh, after the All-Star game are going to tell a lot. Well, Seth, uh, we get ready for the All-Star game. Tonight, the home run derby, there will be no boomer. It will be uh, a little different feel to things, and I'm sure for a lot of fans, maybe a better feel uh, calling the home run derby tonight. But your thoughts on it? We got a, a couple of big favorites, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, the yep. betting favorites. You got a pick for the home run derby tonight? Uh, that, you know, it, it's really hard for me to get into this. I'll, I'll go with the hometown guy. I'll go with Stanton. But, uh, you know, I think maybe it might get some more viewership because, as you mentioned, the change. Um, you know, with the broadcast team uh, and just the fact that a guy like Judge is in it. I think there's a lot of intrigue surrounding him. He's wearing pinstripes. So, mm-hmm. you know, any guy who's playing at the level that he is, any young player who's playing at the level that he is uh, in New York City uh, is going to, uh, you know, bring some eyes in an event like this. But it, it, it's really difficult for me to get into these All-Star weekends. Just across sports, I don't find them all that entertaining. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I'll watch out of professional obligation. Well, professional <laughs> obligation, yeah. It'll, I think it'll be fun tonight, at least, and I hope that, uh, I think, I, I hope you're right. I hope Stanton and Judge put on an incredible show. I mean, I hearken back to when McGuire was hitting bombs out of Fenway. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've seen some pretty incredible show. I mean, even Stanton, he was banging them off the buildings in uh, in San Diego. Uh, last year so i i just i think the joe average fan finds it entertaining just because there's no way in hell we could hit a baseball that far yeah and look i mean maybe i have a little bit of a jaded perspective you do you are um, jaded you know i i i I get to uh i've watched a lot of batting practice in my career which is (laughs) what this essentially is yes uh you're watching guys crank uh home runs in batting practice but you know i recognize that not every fan has that opportunity. Uh, the games are tough to get to, and and uh, that if you watch them on TV, you don't get to, you don't get the opportunity to see this type of display of power. So, you know, I think it's great as long as you have the fans in mind and and not your pocketbooks. If you're Major League Baseball, I'm always in favor of things that um, are created, events that are created, tweaks to the rules that make it better for the fans. And at the end of the day, yeah, I can see why maybe certain fans who don't have the opportunity to go out and watch a baseball game, which, you know, for a couple of people now costs a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. Um, you know, they have the opportunity to watch something very unique. It is Seth Gruen joining us on the draft house 50 hotline. Seth, uh, we got big 10 media day coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And uh, with it, we will start to flip over to the football side of things. It's been a, a really quiet mm-hmm off-season for college football in the Big Ten, hasn't it? <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. No, no, uh, it, it, no he isn't. I mean, yeah. there, there, I um, mean, we usually have, you know, some arrests, some things come up. It, it, 
conference expansion rumors, all that stuff. On the college team, it seemed to be about as quiet as I can remember in a number of years. Well, I think in the division you guys cover more extensively, mm-hmm. um, that certainly holds true. I think the biggest news out of the West was probably Keyshawn Johnson's right. son, uh, right. you know, getting caught with, uh, with marijuana and, and Keyshawn pulling him out of school or, or whatever. Who knows how long that'll last. But in terms of the East, I think there's been a lot of storylines. First of all, you have Jim Harbaugh, who's just uh, a maven when it comes to uh, remaining in the media during the dead period. So I think that he um, obviously stirred up a lot of headlines over, over spring practice. And, you know, I, I don't want to overlook what happened to Michigan State. I think that that's a, a very, very serious thing. I'm not into giving credit when, you know, some, when these, these incidents are, are oftentimes a product of a lack of institutional control. But I think Michigan State handled it the correct way. Everyone should handle it the correct way so they don't get credit for doing that. But, um, you know, I think that uh, Penn State had a couple decommits, a couple top prospects. But you're probably right that maybe it has been a, a little quieter than normal. But uh, I think we've still had some, uh, some big news items come up uh, over the last couple of months. But I'm, I'm pretty excited for media days. Man, it's good to have you on the show as always, pal. We appreciate you. You have a great day, Seth, okay? Thanks, guys. Talk soon. See you. There you go. Seth Gruen. Little uh, Big Ten, little football conversation, and then a lot of baseball as well. Uh, Bleacher Report with Seth on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Um, you and I have both covered, we've covered Big Ten and Big 12. Yep. Been to both. Now, we like going, and the only reason is because we do our shows live from the location. And there's players and coaches walking around, and you get a chance for some good interviews. Yeah, not really. Well, you know. Okay, let me rephrase that. No, let's be honest. No, let's be honest. Let me rephrase that. No, 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 not, no. not good interviews, but you get a chance to talk face-to-face with the people who are in charge and on the sidelines. Let's be honest. That's better. This is a media butt-grabbing session where you go out there, you screw around, you go eat pizza, you drink beer. I'm not eating pizza. And I'm you having do, steak. And you do it on the company dime. That's Damn what right. this is. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's yeah. be honest here. What do you really get I'm out of this I'm having steak. Stuff? Right. Okay, whatever. What do you really get out of this? Nothing. You don't get anything from media days, Jim. Not really. No. That's why I said, let me rephrase it. When I said good interview, I meant basically it's a good interview because you get all of the coaches on your microphone for the most part. I mean, if you could get a sponsor that's going to pay for you to go there, of course, we'll go. Yeah. But the reality is, it's dumb. It really is. I've been to them. I've enjoyed it myself personally. Sure, yeah. But what does the listener get out of that? Oh, you're in Chicago. Oh, you're in Dallas. Oh, you're in Kansas City. Wherever it is. They don't get anything. Oh look! No, we, but I think they want to hear for from th- the coaches or the or the players that you get on. You can, I think you can I, get I think that you're audio. Wrong. I think you're wrong. I know, but I I think because it's a one or two day event, and listeners know that you are there, that you will they will hear their coach, the coaches that they dislike the most. Like people couldn't wait when we interviewed Urban Meyer. And how long few did you years, have Urban few Meyer? Years, had him for about eight nine minutes, and what'd you get out of it? The usual BS, exactly. Yeah, you don't. But get still, anything. he's on. No, no, I I get where you're going it's, there, but still, he's on the air, and people can curse at their radio 
because they don't like the guy. Yeah, I, I don't think that even with that, you're getting a whole lot. I mean, did you localize it at all? Tried to. Yeah. Tried to. You try to You try to do you that. You try to, but yeah. it's difficult. It is. I, I, I laugh at uh, people that get all excited that they're going to do this. I ask the question, what does a listener get out of it? That's the most important thing mm-hmm. because that is what's most important. Yeah, I agree. I agree with and you. And going off to Chicago and eating deep ditch or Jimmy B getting a steak. That's it. Putting it on the company dime. Yep. It doesn't accomplish anything. I think you can do a better show from here. You can do a better show getting these people on in a different environment than that. You're not getting the best of those people. Hmm. You're not getting the best of the coaches. You're not getting the best of the no, players. They're, no, they're all just they're all just working the tables because exactly. all the different radio stations are there. And it's not radio stations. Even the even print the side. TV guys. I, the I think guys, those yeah. guys can get some good things out. The of print it. guys do. But the way that it's set up right. for radio, you're not getting the best. They just circle. Yes. There's they have all the local sports talk stations in one area, and coaches just go from one seat to the next yep. at the different uh, at the different stations. And I've done it. Oh, I know you have. Every single time, walking away, oh, great. The only time where I felt like I got something good was with Joe Paterno. Really? Yeah. It was the, it was, this would have been 2010, I believe. Okay. And you could tell, it was the first time where I could tell, I'd seen him a couple years before that. He was really frail, really run down. Okay. But got a couple of interesting anecdotes from him. and three, four minutes that I talked with him. Sure. That's all it was. Sure. But, but interesting just talking about the quote-unquote rivalry with Iowa. Right. And something like that. But for the most part, it's it's a cattle call. Well, I know it's you a cattle call. And it doesn't but, add anything but to the But people, listeners. it's just like Super Bowl media days. And, it's, and it's another it's, joke. That is, that's listen, another I've, joke. I've covered 13 Super Bowls. And that's I've why been I bring every the media day. You're, you're the media guy. Yes. I live in reality. The reality I, is I, I, I try not to. Is, is a screw around for media people. Pretty much. That's all this stuff is. Yeah. That's what it is. It's fun. I won the media tennis tournament in New Orleans. Yeah. Let's worry about our listeners. That's what I care about. <laughs> I really do. I know I you really, do. I, I, I know you do. I know that's number one to you. Th- this whole ass grabbing that the media members are into, that's not me. I'm just, go do your job. Or stay here and do your job. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to these events. It's a bunch of garbage. Off my soapbox. Okay, good. We'll take a break. Back with more here in a moment. Jimmy B at TC, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Today, we're talking about your budget and budget blinds. People get so hung up on that word budget. Listen, everybody's got a budget. Budget blinds is all about getting the window coverings you really want at a price that fits your budget. Right. They have exclusive designer styles, hundreds of choices. And budget blinds gives you expert service. None of that do-it-yourself. The pros bring the showroom to you, then do it all, measure and install. What a relief. That's style and service for every budget. And right now, during their 25th anniversary celebration, it's the biggest sale of the year with special upgrades and offers. Explain the 
free upgrades like the invisible tilt for shutters. Make shutters look cleaner, more contemporary. Same with the free cordless upgrade on honeycomb shades. No cords. Look sleek and uncluttered. I like that. Just call this number. It's easy to remember. 855-BUDGET-BLINDS. 855, then the name, Budget Blinds. Or go online. BudgetBlinds.com. Remember, budget means getting custom window coverings at a price that fits your budget. And remember, 855-BUDGET-BLINDS. Offer good on selected products at participating independently owned and operated franchises only. Some restrictions may apply. Ask for details. Let's transform a space. Let's paint some walls. The Home Depot has everything you need to make it easy. From 3M Patch Plus Primer and Scotch Blue Painter's Tape to bare paint. It's all here. So let's work smarter. Let's prep smarter and get results that take a room from no to woe. Prep. Paint. Perfect. Available at The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. See store for details. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000. Whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon. Sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. Our roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC.
<laughs> there you go, Chris Bourbon. You'll not hear him tonight. I'll miss him. You will? Yeah. Good God. I love the back, 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 back. You, you know, do? you know, you know where he got that from? Don't know, don't care. It's awful. He got that from an announcer in Seattle who did the Seattle Rainiers game. His name was Leo Lassen. Okay. And Leo Lassen was famous back in the day. And that was his home run call. Back, 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 back. God! I think Berman added the yikes. That, that was a yeah, different yeah. But there. Awesome. So, look, you just got burned out on him doing that all the time. No, no, never burned out. I thought he was you awful just, you, didn't, you didn't like it from the beginning. No, he's awful. Yeah. Terrible. How, how do you really feel? <laughs> I am truthful. Uh-huh. I'm not like you. I am always truthful <sighs> with our listeners. Wait, wait a minute. I bring the truth. What? Are you sure? You're always trying to protect. Protect what? Everybody. Your good name. <laughs> am, am I ever? Well, that's, we know that's not the case, my good name. I don't have a good name. You want the truth about things, you come to Trent Condon. What? I don't lay back. I don't try to protect other media members, things like that. Like I was just doing before. It depends. You love Chris Bourbon. You love everybody. No, it, well, I'm a likable guy, and I like people. You, Who, you on the other hand, don't even have a dog. No, why would I have a dog? Because you'd kick it. No, I would never kick it. <laughs> I'd just never have one. I don't want a dog. I don't want animals living in my house. Why would you want an animal in your house? I don't get it. <laughs> You're mean-spirited. I'm not. I'm a very kind person. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a very kind person. Yes, and their names I are am. Crackhead, and who's the other one? What? what? Crackhead's a good dude. <laughs> He's not a real Crackhead. Yeah. He's just a little flighty, so he got the nickname Crackhead. <laughs> All right, you were going to ask me something. Oh, yes, the Home Run Derby. Yes. So do you remember the first ever Home Run Derby? I'm guessing that it had to be late 80s. I was trying to think back uh, without going to Google, right? Um, I'm I'm guessing it's it's late '80s sometime. 1985. Oh, I was close. At okay, the Metrodome. Okay, that year Dave Parker sure had six homers to win it. Yeah, win the competition. Now back in the day, they just did uh, for the first five six years. It was two innings, if you will. Right, and during those innings, you got five outs. So. And a foul ball it. was an out. If everything, I, well, just yeah, like it is. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Everything's an out. A swing's yeah. an out. It's yeah. either a homer or an out. Out, yeah. And same thing there. So uh, that was the first ever at the Metrodome. The worst ever, 1990, at Wrigley Field. Now, this is back before it was on TV. It was played in the afternoon. Ryan Sandberg won it with three homers. Ryan Sandberg did that power-swinging shortstop? Second baseman? Bobby Bonilla, Daryl Strawberry, Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, Cecil Fielder, all didn't even homer in the contest. Mark McGuire had one. That was the most for the American (laughs) League. One. One. Wind was blowing in that day at Wrigley Field. Still. They they changed some things up, though, after that. They, They needed to. Changed some things around a little bit, but that one was absolutely ugly. But kind of interesting going through the history of it, some of the changes, some that... I don't even remember, but the first year it was even televised, as I uh, go back through here and, and looking at trying to find the actual numbers, because it wasn't televised for a long time. Right, right. Until the mid-90s, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. 
Didn't even see it that's on when, TV. That, that's when your love for Chris Berman began. I guess. Yeah, love that guy. Unbelievable. But yeah, I, I was, I guess I just misremember. Misremembered you and Roger Clements? One of the things I do remember okay. is the old TV show that ESPN Classic used to show during the summer in the 90s, Home Run Derby. Oh. And it would be, it was a TV show, right? Yes. Black and white. Yes. Yeah, stars from back in the day mm-hmm. playing back then, and it was a TV show. Was that a big deal back in the day? I don't really remember it that well, to yeah. be honest with you. I, th- I just think they were putting content then on ESPN Classic. I, I mean, if they could find guys chewing gum, they'd put it on ESPN Classic. Sure. Because they couldn't get anybody to watch it. And, But I don't really recall that show really making an impression on me. First time the Home Run Derby was televised was in 1993 on tape delay. First live telecast was in 1998. So So it really hasn't been on live TV that long. It felt like me like it was a lot longer than that. Yeah, but no. When you asked me when when it probably began, and I said Mm -hmm. late 80s, okay, you said 85, so it's mid-80s. but it it didn't really get the kind of play. When when do you suspect? Do you have the list there? When do you suspect that it started to become a popular event? Well, the first one that was televised, I do remember. Okay, is that Camden Yards? Yep, Camden Yards had just opened. Juan Gonzalez won it that year in '93, and I remember that. At least I feel like I remember oh, okay. that. Okay. How? I, I don't exactly know. but You and Crackhead were probably hammered. No, I didn't know Crackhead. I was 13. I was not hammered, Jim. Okay. Christ's sakes. What are you talking about <laughs> over there? But uh, Griffey won it back-to-back years, 98-99. Mm-hmm. That was during the time period, obviously, the home run boom. 98 was the home run trace with McGuire and Sosa. So yes. Probably around then, you'd, you'd have to feel like it became a bigger deal. That's 98 was the first year it was on live, so... It's probably where you put it, right? Mm-hmm. Where it really started to gain gain some momentum at that point in time. Bobby Abreu, remember that in 05 when he had just that ridiculous he, run? He did. Abreu Bob, did. Bobby Abreu was one of my favorite players, too. So okay. That was a big one. But, yeah, it's kind of fun going through here and, and seeing all the different different things that are happening out there and uh, going through the history of it. And we'll see some more history tonight, Jim. Boy. Who do you like? Well, I like the hometown guy in Stanton. Yeah. Look, everybody likes Judd. Uh, judge in this, and quite frankly, I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Stanton, with what he did last year, and it's in his home park, the place is going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nuts. Did you also see, you know, the little uh, revolving celebratory thing that they have out in center field? Yes, yes. With the, with the fish jumping, right. the marlins, yeah, all of that? Yeah. They're going to run it the entire time. Oh, really? Yes. That'll be fun. See if anybody can hit it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Don't you think? Sure. Why not? Miguel Sano, six to one. Six to one. I listen. I was watching something this morning, and a guy said, "I really like Sano." Oh, you should. Big time power. Does he got a pitcher that can throw it over to him? Just bring one of the Twins' actual pitchers. They'll be in good shape. <laughs> Jimmy B and TC will take the time out here on the other side. Back to college football talk. Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com. He joins us on the other side. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Trust, quality, value. 
Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. A Wendy's Frosty is something special. And for a limited time, a Frosty is just 50 cents. An American classic for a classic price. It's not quite a milkshake, not quite an ice cream cone. It's definitely chocolate or vanilla. That choice is on you. Use a spoon or a french fry. Anything goes. A Frosty makes summer special. Yep, there's nothing quite like a Frosty. And there's nothing quite like this deal. A Frosty for 50 cents. Get yours before this deal melts away. Small Frosty only at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Life's never perfect, but as realtors, we know living it in the perfect place can make a big difference. Imagine hiding from your screeching children in that spacious walk-in closet, watching the neighbor's dog poop on the freshly sodded grass you negotiated during closing, dropping your cell phone in the toilet of the spa-like five-piece bathroom again. <laughs> so get the perfect place to house all of life's imperfections. Get Realtor. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet price $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See HomeDepot.com for details. Our friends, August 16th. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 KBGG with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods, I'm good. I've seen you golf. The trick shot for you is hitting the green in regulation. There you go. Then join former Pro Bowl running back Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney for the Tiki and Tierney Show and head into the evening with former registered sports writer Bill Ryder with Ryder Than You on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. BGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back. We go till 3 today here on the Big Talker 1700. Always fun when Ben Kirchival, college football, CBS Sports, says, hey, what? Was, I'm just bored. So I'd like to come on your show. Perfect. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Ben, good afternoon, pal. Afternoon, guys. Uh, can you give us anything exciting to kind of get our appetite going here on college football? Any kind of story whatsoever. It just seems like it's been so quiet. Well, you, you all tune in to the SEC meeting days. Brett Bielema just talked about I think he just threw out something about sexiness. <laughs> and y'all are sitting there, I was like, well, what's going on in college football? Well, if Brett Bielema is at the podium, I don't, why are we talking? We've got to be listening to the man. <laughs> he is quite the character. Earlier today, uh, over at SEC Media Days, he was talking about uh, his wife and something about the pregnancy, a la carte. A la carte I, yeah. I, I don't think he knows what a la carte means. Bielema is the gift that keeps on giving. You got you got 15 minutes where they say, all right, Ben, you get 15 minutes with any coach in America. Is Bielema your guy? You got another one at the top of your list. Uh, yeah, I would say it's probably Bielema. He's, I've only talked to him ever probably a couple of times, maybe a handful, and, and he's always been really great. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a good sound bite. He's also a uh, just a, a pretty open and honest guy, and, and that you know, as you know, usually leads to to really great interviews, which means really great stories because he's he's an open book. Um, I don't think anything will ever beat. And man, this is going on a while ago now. It's been several years now, but well, any, I don't think anything will beat Robbie Caldwell, who was a coach at Vanderbilt. We're talking about turkey insemination. Like, wasn't that a thing for a, a little bit? So that was. Uh, that was probably peak SEC media days. Bielema is definitely a, you know, he's leading the pack right now. But you know what we don't have? Like we don't have Spurrier anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was a, the highlight of, of every SEC media days. It's kind of become interesting because now it's not so much that he gives you great quotes, but because Saban is the most powerful coach in college football, whatever he says, is is noteworthy and and even though he's kind of the king of really boring cliches and and sometimes he's a master at saying a whole lot without saying anything if you actually get him on the right topic Saban will he'll flesh it out he'll give you a five or ten minute answer that actually has a lot of good stuff in there hmm. interesting that you would say that about him does because it seems to me that he would he could care less if he ever had to show up for a media day it is a little bit like pulling teeth for him, and my my absolute favorite part is when, and he usually either does it at the beginning or maybe the very end or something like that. He, he says, you know, thank you all, you know, for being here. It's really good to see you all, and, and I'm 
I'm, I just want to say that I, I always really, you know, like what you do for our sport. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, stop, <laughs> stop lying. Stop telling us that, like, how great you, the media is, how much you love the media. It's just, so it's, I, I don't know whether it's disingenuous or totally, totally true. I, it's probably my favorite thing that he says. So uh, one news item from the SEC, and this has been a talk not just this summer, but it seems like it comes up quite often, some realignment with their divisions. And a big talking point has been possibility of Auburn leaving the SEC West, going to the East, uh, moving parts possibly with Missouri. They're a, a member mm-hmm. in the East, and we know that they are very West. So it uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. Now, thank you today kind of turned that down, the talk of that. But do you think there's a real possibility, or is this just some summertime fodder that seems to come up every year? No, there's there's nothing to it. If there was, thank you would have said something about it. Remember, this is not Sankey's choice. He, your job as a commissioner is you speak on behalf of of everyone else in your conference, right? You are the pulse of what's happening behind closed doors. And, and I don't think anybody in the SEC has real interest in this. I mean, you might get like Gus Malzahn kind of popping off about it every once in a while, but I don't think it has any real merit. My solution to all of it, which would – there's only, like, one coach in the SEC who wants it, and that's Saban. No one else wants it. But it would be the total solution to it and because it, it, it really wouldn't matter what the divisional alignment is anymore, and that is play nine conference games. Mm-hmm. Because if yes. you do that, then everybody will play everybody over the course of, of four years. Right. Um, th- that's, that's always been Saban's position. He goes, if you're going to come to an SEC school – you should be able to play Missouri, you know, once while you're here. And so, but he can afford to have that position because he's the best coach of all time and he's, he's leading a, a freaking machine right now. So he can afford to say that. If you are Hugh Freeze and you already play in a tough division and it's 10 wins is a lot harder for you to achieve than it is for Saban and Alabama, adding an extra conference game which would mean then an unbalanced home away conference schedule. So every other year you're playing five road games. That's not what you want. So there's not a lot of momentum for it. But as far as the whole divisional alignment, which gets rooted in geography, so there's a natural imbalance as it is, then I, I think the solution is you, you add another conference game. Problem is nobody wants it. We're having a conversation with Ben Kirchival right now. College football, CBS Sports on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Take me to the Big 12 because this year for the Big 12, they are finally going to have a championship game. Mm-hmm. Is it going to matter or not for that team in the championship game to make the Final Four? Well, it's too early to tell, but I, I will say that what the Big 12 has been paranoid about is the fact that they haven't had that, that extra game against a quality opponent. But what's kind of gross about all of this is that it's going to be a guaranteed rematch, right? That's, yes. that's the thing that uh-huh. is and it, and in years past, Bedlam has been the de facto Big 12 championship game over the past couple of years, just the way that things have shaken out. And in anticipation of that, Bedlam is, has actually been moved up a little bit earlier in the year and, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, that could be the rematch this year or, you know, maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's like Oklahoma and Kansas State or, you know, somebody like that. But it's I, I get where the Big 12 is coming from. 
I don't think there's been enough data to suggest that you have to have that 13th game. Uh, Oklahoma got in a couple of years ago with, with only 12. Uh, in fact, if you look historically, not that the past necessarily is indicative of the future, but historically the Big 12 championship game has, has not been good for the higher-seeded team. So it's kind of ironic that they would want to go back to that, given the history of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's a money grab, and that's fine. Uh, I, I have no qualms with that. I don't necessarily think the Big 12 needs a championship game in terms of its playoff positioning, because the college football playoff committee changes its selection process every single year. There's no hard and fast data for how this is selected. I mean, my gosh, the first two years they said a a conference championship game is really, really, really important. And then what did they do last year? They put Ohio State in at number three, Mm -hmm. even though they didn't even go to the conference championship game. So, to me, to, to try to play catch-up to what the committee is doing, I, I think you end up being like a dog chasing its own tail. Are we done with expansion? Because it seems like, and, that, and it hasn't happened this summer, but is the Big 12 the most likely conference once again to entertain at least two, maybe four teams, just so that there is safety in numbers? Where, who are you going to add? Who are your teams? I, I don't know. I'm asking you. There's your answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you, but it, it seems to me if the big, if the Pac-12 was going to uh, try to extend again, they'd probably they'd no. probably chase Oklahoma and Texas. Okay, but then so so then we know that the Big Twelve lives and dies by Texas and, and Oklahoma. Yes. So then, if you add Houston and BYU, okay. What does that What does that do for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 you're not really increasing the value of your product a whole lot. You're already making pretty good money as it is. You're never going to beat the the Big Ten or the SEC in Memphis, Houston, BYU, South Florida, Central Florida. Those aren't those aren't the teams that are going to get you there. Uh, and so the only thing that makes sense is keeping Oklahoma and Texas happy. The only thing that keeps Oklahoma and Texas, you know, in the Big 12, that's what keeps that conference together. As long as they are there and they are happy, then then the Big 12 exists. If one of them is not happy, then the Big 12 ceases to exist. Now, what's going to happen in the next, you know, eight years or whatever it is, I, I don't know. I, I ultimately don't think the Big 12 survives because I, I think the dysfunction is so deeply rooted uh, between those two power schools that I don't think there's any fix to it. But um, so, but there's nothing in the meantime that gives you anything for survival. You can have 18 teams in the Big 12, and it doesn't mean that it's any more likely to survive because nothing that you can add is going to give you something that really increases the value and makes Texas and Oklahoma happy. So I, I, it, it's actually been great that it's been a quiet offseason for realignment, and I hope that that stays like this for like the next eight years because I, okay. I was, I was. Sick and tired of hearing about how Houston had a real shot for the past three years, and it was never realistic. Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com, with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Ben, a year ago, the ACC made an ascension up after we've seen them continue to take steps as a whole of a conference, and a lot of people believe maybe the best conference in college football a year ago. Was that a one-year blip, or is the power of the ACC really starting to catch up with the SEC and the other power conferences as a whole? Well, it depends on who you have at, at the top. That's, I think, really where 
people judge the strength of your conference. I go back a few years ago when Bob Stoops said the Big 12 was the deepest conference in college football. I think it was like 2012, something, something like that, maybe 2013. And, and I think technically he was right because they had like nine bowl-eligible teams. But no one cares how your fifth-place team is doing, right? No one cares how your sixth-place team is doing because they're probably a seven- or eight-win team, and it just it, it's not registering in the top 25. So how are you doing at the top? And I think to have a real case as the strongest conference in, in college football, you need to have at least three to four legitimately good teams up at the top. So I, I think as long as Dabo and Jimbo are at Clemson and Florida State, respectively, I think they're always going to be in the mix. You're getting Louisville on a little bit of an uptick right now because they have Lamar Jackson. I think a lot of people feel like Miami needs to really get back up there. I mean, it, since the early 2000s, we haven't seen this Miami program be what it was, you know, under Schnellenberger and Jimmy Johnson and Darius Ennick, you know, Erickson. And, and it, they've been just this enigmatic team because it, they have all the potential to be an elite program, but they haven't always had it. So, I think if Miami really picks up this game under Mark Rick, I think if Louisville has another big year, you're talking about, you know, four teams right there that, you know, can be very, very good. So is, you know, the ACC here to stay? You know, some of it is, is comes and goes. You know, you need good players, you need good coaches, those come and go. But I think right now you are seeing the ACC in, in definitely an upswing and, and, that, and an absolute challenger uh, to the SEC. But, Again, you know, you look at the Big Ten last year, you had Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. You had three teams in one division. Forget the rest of the conference. Right, yeah. I mean, the one division, that was probably the toughest division in college football. Mm. You're, you're absolutely right. In your estimation, out of the final four, have you penciled in Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, USC, Washington, where are you on your on your on your prediction list, kid? Oh man, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put in Alabama. Um, I I just they're so good and they've reloaded again. Uh, I'm gonna put in Ohio State. They made the playoff last year, which is kind of insane because I actually thought they were about a year away. Okay, um, and they still won 11 games. So I, I think they're actually gonna be better this year. They can find a, a reliable go-to pass catcher. So I think they're gonna be more complete this year. So I like Alabama. I like Ohio State. I think I'm going to go Florida State out of the, the ACC. I think Clemson's here to stay, but they have a lot to, to replace, including a once-in-a-generational player in Deshaun Watson. So I like Florida State. And then uh, this is I know this is going to come back and bite me, and this is going to be the bane of my existence. I'm going to go ahead and pencil USC in for that fourth spot. But this is – I've seen this movie before, and I feel like maybe I should stop, but – I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I think that I think they have the skill, and uh, I tell you what, I was not high on Clay Helton when they hired him, mm-hmm. and man, they got better as the year went on, and that move to Sam Darnold was huge. Yes, no doubt yes, about it. Yes, it was. Hey Ben, out of time for today. As always, we appreciate it. Get through these summer months, and we'll be talking a lot more as we get closer to football season. All right, guys, have a great day, man. Thank you, Ben. Thanks very much, pal. There you go, Ben Kerchival, CBS Sports College Football. On the Draft House 50 hotline, we're coming right back. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Can you finish this little ad phrase? More saving, more doing. That's right. Most people know it's the Home Depot. 
But this message isn't about Home Depot. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Rick Nixon. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We're glad to share them. The key to success? Keep it simple, especially when it comes to hiring. And nobody makes it easier than Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions. Manage your candidates from one dashboard. According to an independent study, five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. New users claim your $50 credit to post a sponsored job at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Be the host with the most and get the most savings at the Home Depot's Red, White, and Blue Savings Event with up to 40% off appliance special buys. Like the GE Stainless Steel Gas Range, a Home Depot exclusive with convection oven, non-stick griddle, and extra-large burners now for just $5.98. That's over $400 in savings. Shop our lowest prices of the season only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. Valid 621 through 712. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. I heard on the news about that 5-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't.